Welcome to the Stacked Supplement Podcast, the premier source for supplement news and reviews. We are back with another Stacked Supplement Podcast interview, and I have with me today uh, Alex McRae from Man Sports, who I actually recorded a podcast last year with. I <laughs> fucked it up, but we have him back again, and it's going to be just as good. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for so, having me. The last time we talked, you had we had a shitload of things come in. The, the, yep. I think that was around when you were rolling out the rebrand. Um, you had a lot of new versions of products coming out. Those have all come to market. The the new look with the the white branding has kind of dominated most of your lineup now. Yep. Um, so yeah, I guess we should run over quickly. Just how did that go? How did it? Uh, I mean, obviously well received by fans, but um, yep. you know, how was the rollout for you guys? So it's been good. Uh, a lot of moving parts with this rebrand. Uh, I think we only have two products left. I think our coffee creamer, um, pump powder, and actually L-carnitine is kind of trickling away now. That's all that's left with yellow. Um, everything else has been completely rebranded. A lot of it's been reformulated and upgraded too, uh, which we're super happy about, but obviously it's taken a very long time. Um, specifically protein uh, is what we just launched uh, and that has been upgraded um, two times stacked uh, protein wars champions yes. you know yeah uh, one of the two to claim it twice yeah yeah we uh, we actually upgraded that formula too and added hydrolyzed to it so now it's hydrolyzed and isolate um, so we're super pumped about that and we're actually um, as of today like a few units left like it's going to be sold out probably by the morning it always sold well though didn't it like yeah it was always a strong mover um and now that we came back we came back with three flavors we used to have like eight flavors uh and it was just too much obviously protein is expensive and it's also big so yeah. it just ended up filling up our whole warehouse but now we have you know 75 SKUs, so uh we're kind of diversifying a little bit more, going harder into capsules. Uh, we're working on a couple exciting projects that I'll share with you. Um, but we came back with kind of just our, our really strong, consistent sellers with uh, chocolate milk, vanilla ice cream, and peanut butter bits. Uh, and then from there, we'll definitely be adding flavors and expanding on that. But um, yeah, we're, we're in a tricky spot right now too. The rebrand has been awesome. People are loving the products. Um, they're seeing that we put the extra effort in to improve them, uh, whether that's mixability or flavor or the formula, um, rather than just putting a new label on it and saying it's shiny and new. Uh, but yeah. the trouble that we're having right now is kind of all of the after effects of yeah. 2020 <laughs> when it comes to manufacturing delays, uh, raw material shortage, um, even when it comes down to bottles. So we rebranded and anything that's smaller than ISO amino uh, is white packaging with white bottles, anything bigger than that. So our commodities, our EAs and our protein is in a clear bottle. Well, clear bottles are impossible to come by now. So we just rolled out this rebrand and we can't actually kind of <laughs> stay within the parameters that we've designed. So uh, luckily, we're able to be pretty flexible with the way that it looks and have a white bottle. Otherwise, we'd go completely out of stock until probably late September. And it's, you know, mid-June right now. So uh, we'd be totally screwed. But 
a lot of that has delayed the process, even when it comes down to like capsule colors. Those are going out of stock. Yeah, someone someone's telling me about that. Yep. So we're having to do, and which really sucks for us because that's a huge component of the rebrand is each product has its unique color combination for the capsules. Like Brainbridge capsules are pink and white. Um, Pro PF3 is red and white and so on. Um, so we're having to kind of deal with that, but we're letting customers know like, you know, this is authentic product. It's probably going to look a little different for the next couple months here, but it is authentic product. Uh, but bear with us because right now it's better than no product. So yeah, yeah. that's been one of the, the big challenges. And I think I'm hoping that this clears up kind of rolling into 2022 because uh, right now protein has doubled in price, uh, which we're not actually passing along to the customer uh, because we kind of already have a premium price point on that. We don't want to gouge customers either. Um, so we're, we're sticking with the same pricing on that we're eating all the costs, uh, but even stuff down to creatine, uh, you can't get your hands on it. Luckily, I think we were able to secure a couple thousand bottles of that, but it's getting tricky to be in the supplement game right now. Yeah, I heard the protein, the protein price was going up, but um, yeah, someone told me it doubled and I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm glad that supplement brands can can evolve and yeah. maneuver and, and do what they do best and make make good use of what they have available because uh double the price of protein obviously it's not going to work out to be double on the consumer end but like that shit's already expensive <laughs> it's yeah. one of the more expensive ones for a lot of brands too if, if you're if you're doing a different pricing structure than us and you're really trying to be price competitive uh yeah, it, it's with, hard. With some of the more mass items it, it's going to be tough to make any money on it too so i think that's going to have a lot most, of brands shy away from that kind of item too. Most brands have kind of switched over like the last five years to the four pound, sorry, go from four to five to like just two pounds. Yeah. And I always thought that was weird because I'm always a dude that buys like, look, you got 10 pound, I'm buying a 10 pound. Yeah. And like, obviously the disadvantage there's like, well, you only get one flavor. And I was like, but I don't give a shit. And I, but I, yeah. the trend now seems to be the two pound and like you get brands selling them for 40, 50. Yep. But the four and five pound prices are still like, they're not like, they're not that far away, but people still, no. a lot of people still buy the two pounds. But yeah. um, I, I, the good thing about two pounders for us is a lot of retailers like that just because you're going to have people come back into the store back, yeah. more frequently, uh, especially if a lot of products are designed around, you know, one month using period, let's say. Um, but yeah, back in the day, it was five or 10 pounders for me. Yeah. Um, you know, when I ran a large retail uh, site, it was like all five pounders, almost no two pounders. Like we barely even stocked those. Um, but yeah, the, I, remember. I, think, I think retail kind of led the charge on two pounders. And I like it for like flavor flexibility, get a couple different options. It in is, there, yeah. You know, but but for, you know, personal finances, two pounders is probably not the way to go for most people if there is I, a I, five or 10 pound option. I feel like it's a US thing. And maybe yeah. a Canadian, like North American thing, because I don't see that anywhere else outside of like, even like in Australia, New Zealand, you'll go to the retail store. It's just shelves of four or five pounds. Yeah. And like, they'll still be doing the requested for all the time. Yeah. And they'll still be doing the old school, like concentrate above isolate or just straight concentrate. And yeah. like, you look at the, you look at the carbs and that shit and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's like a five pound and you get something like 50 servings. It, it's hard to do a five pound isolate because, I mean, the price is going to be like $120. Yeah, yeah. If you want to make any kind of margin, especially if you're selling through distribution or retail too. I think Dimatize probably does, like back in the day, I remember Dimatize was sort of like, oh, it's an expensive protein, but it was like straight isolate, ISO 100. Yeah. Now it's very reasonable. It's something like 70, 80 bucks, I think. And it's a pretty I think good that's price. Kind of a mass move for them too, <laughs> uh, especially with the, the channels that they're in being FDM yeah. uh, primarily, I think. But it, it also might have been a kind of a decision uh, when they sold the post and went a little more mass, you know, in terms of their brand itself too. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're still crushing it. Oh yeah. 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 But yeah, like I said, you guys uh, brought out the rebrand. The most recent one was the new protein yep. two time protein was yeah. the winner. Like I said, <laughs> the only other one to do it twice was Nutribio and we've had like six other, five other winners since four other winners, four other winners since. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was always a very popular product. And I think yep. it was one of the th big things about it was the like the flavors, the call outs, the creative angle around that. Are you eventually go, cause you said you've, you've, you've launched a three. Yep. Is that something you're getting back into on like, cause I know you you do it a lot with the, like the other products you do sort of roll in limited flavors. Yeah. Is, is that kind of what we're going to see for the protein? So I think for the protein, um, just for the sake of the relaunch, doing three was a lot easier um completely you know gutting all isoprotein yellow packaging and rolling it back out it's a lot easier to do three different flavors rather than start with four yeah. five six so the plan is definitely add more as we go uh, but not recycle old flavors try to do new okay. innovative flavors but also not get too out there because you know i'm sure a lot of brands that have kind of jumped on the unique flavor uh trend have experienced this as well where certain flavors people might love but you also have half of the people that absolutely hate it so <laughs> something like peanut butter chocolate vanilla is pretty safe bet they know what they're getting into once you start getting into the kind of fruit loops like stuff or like blueberry muffin or lemon cake that's when you get people that love it or hate it um, and we want to make sure that nearly everybody enjoys the product they're trying to get um, so we're going to be very selective with what we do, uh, but we want to definitely do some unique ones, whether that's kind of ice cream like flavors or um, cereal type flavors. So, yeah, there's there's some uh, cool stuff that we're working on. We're always creating new flavors uh, and that might be something that we create and we don't use for two years, but we have a massive list and we kind of pare that down over time. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the works for that. Um, I think a new protein flavor might be like a Q4 thing for us. Um, but in the well, meantime, you said the, 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 the shortage delays and shit. Yeah. And that doesn't help, uh, yeah. you know, trying to do a new flavor when we know we're going to have demand for the current ones. So I think that one's, mm -hmm. that project's a little far off right now. Uh, but we also have uh, plant protein coming. Oh shit. Next month. So vegan joy from Nutritox. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it'll be launching in two flavors. That's a tough one. Like plant protein is is. I'm glad that brands have come around to it because for a while there they were just doing it because they were doing it, mm -hmm. and they all tasted like shit. And I felt yeah. bad because, like, some people would be so excited they'd be like, "Oh, I worked on this flavor for six months to a year, 
and I taste it. And I'm like, did you though? Because this thing, like, and I, it's kind of. Like, I remember I actually had this conversation with Stephen, uh, like fucking years and years and years ago, and he always yeah. said it was his problem. He says sometimes when you work on something for too long, you don't get to see the big picture. Because he would say he would be working on his pre-workout, and he'd get it perfect, and he'd think it's the shit. But he'd been trying it for six months straight, so he wasn't yeah. sure. And I feel like yeah. that's what you get with some of these proteins. Sometimes you work too hard on it and then you're too late to the game too. So with yeah, this that's protein, one. you know, it, it tastes really good. Uh, it is slightly grainy, like a lot of other vegan proteins out there, but we went with a pea source. Uh, we didn't go weird with it and start doing pumpkin and watermelon and all that stuff is really cool, yeah. but we wanted to keep it pretty basic too. Um, so, you know, I think the, those other types of sources are, are a lot more niche, but we went with pea protein. It's um, pretty widely known, has a good amino acid profile, mixes pretty good. You can flavor it nicely. Uh, but then we have some unique benefits in there with vegan probiotics and oh, yeah. greens blend too. Uh, and it's not, you know, this super crazy overcomplicated greens blend. Um, that will actually be our greens product by itself. Uh, but this is a little addition that kind of enhances the protein, but doesn't impact the flavor at all. So you're not going to get that kind of greens hit, yeah. grassy aftertaste. Um, I feel like people you know, that have plant protein, they must, it's kind of like uh, protein bars. Like I'll review a protein bar and I'll be like, this tastes so fucking good. But in my head, I'm the, it tastes good because it's got 20 grams of protein. If I give yeah. it to my mom, which is I do the mom test, she'd be like, no, dude, this tastes like shit. This tastes like yeah. a rubbery pile of ass and like i feel like vegan pe people who have the plant-based proteins they have to I, th I feel like that they expect that grittiness and grittiness like yeah even if it's like slightly there they all have it to some extent and i feel like that that market must have to at least be expecting it by now and yeah so that's not that's something like, you need to that's where we arrived at launching it this time because a year ago, I think it had been a little too soon where not enough people have tried plant-based protein or the market just wasn't ready for it. Um, but I think there's a lot of people that have come to realize that different protein sources aren't a bad thing or yeah. a lot of people are starting to realize that whey or anything dairy-based upsets their stomach more than they thought. Um, so I think even bodybuilders have um, come to the point where they're like, hey, maybe a different protein source isn't a bad thing. Um, especially if it's easier on your gut, it helps with digestion. Um, and you know, even bodybuilders are kind of getting to the point too, where they're, they're focused more on overall health and heart health, cardiovascular health. Um, not just bodybuilding supplements, how do I get as big as possible? I think revive MD is doing a really good job with that type of stuff too, which is yeah. cool, you know, and that's kind of our, our main focus with, uh, with Nutritox not as much in kind of the commodities area or addressing a specific thing, but for us, like with gut joy and, and overall gut health, um, the vegan protein will be focused on digestion and uh, rather than being kind of a bodybuilding type supplement. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're getting a lot more niche with, with Nutritox and more on the health and wellness side, everything natural, natural flavors, no artificial flavors, no artificial colors or dyes. So trying to keep it very, uh, very natural, with the Nutritox stuff. Um, but yeah, I think like we're at, a, we're at a place with plant protein where people understand what they're gonna get now. It's gonna be a little no. grainy, but it's a new source of protein. It's 
a protein source that's actually stayed relatively cheap uh, where it doesn't have the same fluctuations in cost of goods as whey. Um, so we're actually gonna be able to offer that at a really good price. Uh, and it's not a market that's, I guess, I know it's an overused term, but saturated yet with all these different brands doing yeah, it. Yeah, not yet. I actually don't know yeah. if it's going to get saturated, to be honest, at least compared to like way. Yeah. Because I feel like it. there were a lot more coming out last year and maybe the year before than there are now. Yep. So I, I get the sense that like it's not necessarily stabilized, but come to the point where people are just going to gradually come in at the usual time that we're yeah. seeing. Um, we've gone past that rush of like uh, Redcon One coming in with Green Beret. Like the big brands, yeah. I guess, have kind of done their bit, and you know, we and, might and not I see think them. Some brands might not think it really fits their, you know, product portfolio either. You know, Redcon is. It wasn't. It was a stretch for them. The only <laughs> one, but one of the only ones really pushing it, kind of as like a sports nutrition product. Yeah, I thought it was a bit different for them. They even did a different packaging and everything, and yeah. You know, but that that's a different. It's a big, big mainstream brand now. So I guess they yep. kind of felt they had to. But um, I mean, Optimum Nutrition—they jumped in ages ago as well. So it's kind yeah. of, yeah. It's I think it's good. It'd be good to see your your entry. I don't. I, I'm always rough when it comes to judging. Yeah. Because I don't drink vegan protein powders like that all, that often. Yeah. When I taste it, because I did this with someone else, I had a I had a podcast, and before we got on, I said I'm drinking your plant protein now, and I threw it back, and I was like, you know, I couldn't. My facials, like it wasn't <laughs> bad, but like my facials kind of exaggerated it a bit. And he's like, oh, are you sure that's my one? And I'm like, I don't want to be rude, bro, but it is. Yeah. It's no you knock know, like, on yours. It's just because I'm used to, I'm more used to chocolate milkshakes than I am vegan protein powders. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think it's kind of like, do you remember original? game day too where it had that grittiness from the, the yeah. monasterite and even our game day nootropic has that now too that's kind of the same like mouthfeel i get from vegan protein but then yeah, at a certain the, point i was like you know i drink somebody else's pre-workout i'm like is there anything in this yeah yeah because yeah. Like, you don't have that like graininess in it and you don't feel all the ingredients um, if you if you stir you it know. twice and don't have anything left at the bottom you, you haven't got enough in there that's what I, yeah. I kind of like it when you drink it and you're like, oh man, I've still got 50% left to mix. <laughs> yeah. You got to refill it with a little water and swish it around. Yeah. yeah that's uh, when you know that it's actually loaded with stuff too. Yeah. It's um, the, yeah, the plant protein. I think, I think people have come to terms with like, you know, that's kind of what it has. There are a few out there that I think do a really good job at like masking it or not even having it at all. Yeah. But I don't think people are going to mind too much because I've had some of those plant proteins that are not that great. Like they just don't do a great job at masking at all. And people will say, oh my God, this is the best. It tastes like whey. And I was like, there's no fucking way. No, no, no yeah. chance in hell this, like it, it's going to be impossible, I would say, to make I don't them think taste. ever get that way unless they make some kind <laughs> of like instantized, micronized. There was protein, that, you know. that ice cream I'm trying to remember the name now. Um, ah, I'm just going to look it up now because I'm trying to, I think it was called Brave. Yeah, Brave Robot. It's an animal-free whey protein. I don't know if like, I bought this up. This was bought up ages ago. How did that uh, even happen? This is what I'm saying. So this, I, I bought this up because it's not even supplement industry. It's a plant-based ice cream 
that's made with animal-free whey protein. And if you go to their website, you'll see a little breakdown. It made a lot of news in general food markets. Yeah. And I shared it and people talked to me and I'm like, I don't understand that if you can come up with animal-free whey, like somehow you've come up with this because their explanation on their website isn't exactly like detailed. They say uh, it takes a guided by nature approach that uses plant sugars and some old fashioned fermentation. So that was kind I of- I could see where that, yeah. So they've come up with it, but I'm like, why the fuck would you only put it in ice cream? There are so many applications for this. Yeah, and you yeah. put it in ice cream. And like, I can't even imagine it being like, like, I don't know. There are just so many applications you could use this protein specifically. You'd uh, think that would be one of the first ones. I would have thought. Just yeah. look it up. It's called uh, Brave Robot. I haven't seen them come out with any exp expansion since, but I was like, I feel like if you asked a vegan, per someone who lives a vegan lifestyle, like what food would you think animal free way would be useful? Ice cream is the last place you would be thinking. Yeah, it seems like it's it's a much smaller category than what you want to go with. Yeah, um, I saw it. I was like, this needs to go somewhere. That's why I yeah. shared it because I was like hoping like some giant brand would be like, let's fucking make this a something for an ingredients. Isn't it kind uh, of crazy that whey went from a dairy byproduct that was just thrown away or fed to pigs, and now we're trying to duplicate that in a non-animal <laughs> source? Like, how do we make something else to throw away that we could put into something else and make it really cool and popular? Yeah, like it's it's, uh, it's that's the that's the industry as a whole that we we like to evolve, change. It was it kind of like, like last... something like that could actually become more popular than whey itself, especially if it's easier on your gut. Yeah. But something like that, you think, would be able to be made in scale? The only the only issue I can see with it or the reason that it probably isn't even thought about is because of its price. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, the price on those little tubs of ice cream is pretty high for what you get. And I'm those like fermented plants you think would be like insanely cheap to do. I don't know, but Look a lot a of it, soy, they didn't say it. that was the, the weirdest thing is that I was like, they like did all this research. They did all this stuff and, and come up with this great innovation but like they didn't like, like, you know, if some, if something great happens, you put a patent on it and then you say, this is how we did it. None of that. They we'll just cut this out of the podcast. It. Cause let's look into this then. <laughs> but that's what I'm thinking. I'm, like, surely I'm, not the, I'm not the only one sitting here going like, this is like the next best thing. Someone had to have come across it, investigated and gone, this is just too fucking hard or expensive. That could be the case. Yeah. Or yeah who's going to have a facility that's going to ferment, you know, I mean, optimum, like Lambia shit, they have probably a hundred me trying to do that very thing. And yeah, most they come across it and they were like, yeah. no, too hard basket. No one will pay that much. But anyway, There's no way they haven't explored that. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, the, to be honest, the one thing I actually have always appreciated about man sports and the one thing I tell everybody is that, um, and this is kind of, I guess how you became known with the flavor thing. Cause you, yeah. you did it with the protein and other products, but it was really that I saw amino like, well, I don't know, like a decade ago, it feels like with the original the that now. Yeah. Yeah. The original ca they candy flavors. The, the image I saw, I saw amino sour, sour, sour batch. Yep. Like that was the original, the OG. 
because I think people forget because it happened so long ago that you guys were the ones who were like, let's make some candy flavors for aminos. And then since yeah. then, it's kind of like, you know, you do your fruit punch, your blue raspberry and a candy flavor. And sometimes it's just a blue raspberry and candy flavor. But yep. that wasn't really the case until you guys had done it. Yeah, I think and blue raspberry was like the zaniest flavor back then, too, which is so weird to think about. But yeah, I sat on that idea for years because I worked at a big online retailer, um, supplementwarehouse.com. It's changed ownership now. I think, you know, there's a different ownership group and kind of a different approach they have. Um, but back then we cranked product and I was so bored by all the companies that would, cause I mean, I'd have a hundred companies email me every single day or call me, send me samples. You know, I'd probably, I had a cabinet full of samples behind me and I'd have to empty it out every week and refill it. Um, and it was always like, you got to try out this new product. It tastes insane. Our fruit punch is incredible. And I'm like, you know, there's not much innovation you can do with fruit punch. Like if you have a good fruit punch, it's pretty easy to do. Well, to be fair, so, people didn't even innovate on flavors. Like until the candy craze no. came about, it was just, we've got a really good blue raspberry fruit punch. We kind of got orange mango started. That was a bit of a craze so, for a bit. I think the only raspberry thing that, like doing anything cool was Gaspari. Like yeah. to me, Gaspari, I thought was probably the best at flavoring with, with Super Pump, um, Sizon, and I can't remember what the other product was. It might have been one of their aminos, but they had like raspberry lemonade and like I don't know, just cool combinations. And but it was still it was still very much like fruit based shit. It was it still... was very basic still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think like uh, what was the name of that brand? Like ETS or something? I don't know. I feel shit. I feel like ancient forgetting these brands from like ten years ago. I don't know any. But ETS, they had a but... cotton candy, and that was like the most innovative I've seen. Yeah. It was actually pretty good. Uh, but nobody actually did any candy flavors. Um, and we had candy grape actually in, in the uh, PF3 powder. Yeah, but Jack, Jack had the grape bubble gum. So I guess that was kind of like yeah, somewhat of an extension, but I guess it's... And we all went with basic though, you know, like a grape. Yeah. And yeah. that was easy to make. You could call it candy if it was sweet enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I sat on that idea for a while and I realized that, you know, all these brands like, if you're trying to win customers over, the only way to do it was some exotic stimulant for years, yeah. you know? And that, that was like the companies that would explode are the first ones that had this exotic stimulant. I was like, well, the, the user experience is so much more than just the feel of the product. And for me, the biggest thing that made me go to one product or the other was taste. So I was like, where can we innovate there's got to be cooler stuff out here that we could do besides, you know, fruit punch, grape, orange. And that's when I thought of the sour batch idea after I drank somebody else's product that was like a raspberry flavor and they just called it raspberry. And I was like, man, you're missing the mark. Like, this is like, this is like sour gummy bears and we could do so much more with this. And then, you know, we did a bunch of different flavors like dorks, um, Oh, what were the other ones that we initially launched with? We oh, had like man. three or four, like right out of the gates. Um, you know, the we did dogs. wind down the road, which was like candy banana. Swedish uh, fish was was that not was that sooner or was that uh, I thought Swedish fish was a little bit later. We kind of did, yeah, we did that for a little bit. 
I can't remember what we even called that. Sweet Delish. Oh, and you had uh, <laughs> the Skittles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we had, was, yeah, we had a little run into that. That. That, was, that was the one that pushed the boundaries. I remember seeing that and like, I'm like, you <laughs> changed a couple of letters. Dude, we're the first, and people still try to do that. I'm like, you guys like, it's not still, there are, brand, there are brands doing it, but like they're they're not... still do it. Yeah, like like uh, all rainbow candy, and I'm like, guys, you're like you're toying with with stuff you don't want to get into. But we've, we've been there, we've done that. Conspiracy <laughs> theories that we got sued and all this stuff happened. Like, no, they reached out and we stopped selling it. Yeah, it's I noticed it. Like, it was pretty easy. I've had a couple run-ins, not because obviously I make anything, but like companies that were like, look, this image is used to this, and they're like pretty straightforward. They're like. Like we're not gonna waste any money on like suing you. What the fuck we're gonna? So like they just reach yeah. out and say, "Hey, can you take this down?" I'd be like, "Sweet." Yeah. But like some of the stuff that I've taken down because like that people wouldn't know. I think a lot of people do um, that like to talk about stuff like that. Have never actually been sued, so they don't. No, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. People brands think, don't want to litigate, and co- no. big companies don't want to litigate because it costs everybody a lot of money. So you want to get done with it as quickly as possible. And, and a lot of the time, so- people don't like they'll like to push the boundaries, but if you tell them they stepped over the boundary, they'll be like, eh, I don't think any yeah. company is ever going to say, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it's blatant what they did and they would have like, it's not like they took inspiration from something else. Yeah. It's pretty obvious, but you know, and we've, we've obviously taken a step back from that and in our leading flavors now are really just kind of really delicious fruit flavors. Um, we're more in mass now. Uh, we have a partnership that's going to be launching in a couple of weeks here that I'm super pumped about. I think I can reveal it soon. Um, I might do it at the end of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> we do really well in vitamin shop and honestly like watermelon and, and blue bomb, uh, which we were the first blue bomb or Yeah, your blue bomb or, was probably, you know, cause that came before, was that not for a game day before? Yeah, that was in like, I think 2011, 2012. Yeah, yeah. I remember that so one because that was when I first. first for that. I don't know what Bomb Pop was. I remember yeah, when sure, I, yeah. I was like, you, because Steven was like, oh, did you check out the Blue Bomb School? I'm like, oh, it's just Blue Raspberry. And he was like, no, didn't you see the, the, the Pop School? I was like, I just thought it was like a Pop School you shaped as a rocket because I hadn't <laughs> been to America back then. No, yeah. Then it's, uh, like, that's the real up, there. Look up Bomb Pop. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's what it is. Yeah. And I think the only difference between ours is we kind of focused in on the blue flavoring more. And a lot of people kind of incorporate that red, which is a little more like tart or like has a bite to it. It had the candy, sugary sweetness to it. That was what absolutely what what stood out. Yeah. And that was kind of like kind of almost like blueberry. Like a lot of people think it's blue raspberry, but it's just more of a sweet blueberry flavor. Well, you guys called it blue, didn't you? Blue bombsicle or something? Blue bombsicle. Yeah. So obviously, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Ah, oh, it's just a blue raspberry." Like, yeah. obviously, like if and, you call it a bombsicle, so many people still call it blue bomb slice. Like they <laughs> cannot read it. I'm like, guys, I don't know what a blue, no, no, blue no. bomb slice I, is, but it's a sickle. I get that because like people still say stack 3D. For yeah. a while, it like bugged me, but now I'm just like one of my most popular searches below stacked is stacked 3D. Like, yeah. ED, oh, I mean, when you first stacked. came out, that's all I called you. I don't but you know, we also it. like everybody referred to Jacked from USB Labs as Jack 3D, and I'm like, yeah, that's the yeah. weirdest Every name. No, it's Jacked. I, 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 because everyone said to me, "No, it was Jack 3D," and I was like, "No, fuck, it wasn't." And they're like, "You asked them," so I did. 
I came across the original guys, and he said yeah. that the first run was produced with an E, jacked. Yeah, and I remember they, seeing. That. And then they had a trademark uh, issue, and so then the next run was with a three. And I'm like, man, those originals would have been a uh, would have been a collector's edition, I think. Yeah, I, I remember seeing it with that too, and then seeing the packaging change. Yeah, yes, he was well. telling me that it was originally meant to be, and it was intended to be pronounced jacked. And that but makes I know, me I guess, feel like a dinosaur in the industry now, too. Was it that long? It was like 2009, 10, maybe? I don't know, 11? Probably 2000, man, I wanted to say 2008, maybe, when the first jacked came out. Yeah, but then, like, it didn't gain notoriety for, like... No, it took a, a little while. A little bit. Yeah. Because, obviously, no one really... It was used. just lemon lime for, like, two years, I think. Yeah, then hit the right, blue raspberry. Color. Yeah, and then hit the, and then the, they the did blue. Tropical with the blue. See, people think the packaging is, is what matters, but I think Jack proved that you could just make it look like a medicine bottle. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Packaging does matter because everybody just thought that was a straight up pharmaceutical. But then, <laughs> the only, the I mean, that changed. The only thing that changed for the flavor was the little color stripe and the, and the lettering. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I mean, those looked like five cent labels too. Like those looked as cheap oh. as possible, but I think that was kind of like the genius of it too. It was, it was good. Those are the days. Yeah. And well, yeah, you... creating micro, like a, what, what was it called a micro uh, concentrate or ultra, ultra concentrate? Yeah. That was yeah. a genius move to be like, we're not going to put efficacious doses in this, <laughs> but it's going to hit you hard as shit because there's, 75 megs of dma in this i suppose if they came out and said this has got a new ingredient that's going to blow your mind it would have been less believable than this is just a really good pre-workout concentrated yeah right i mean you can't concentrate three grams of bed out you can't make it smaller it is what it is but but somehow that beta alanine still hits so i don't know how much they had in there but it was it was good enough maybe that was after taking like three or four scoops of that too that it actually hit you I wonder how long they planned that because I feel like you didn't come up, even though that ingredient was the king, you didn't come up with that look, that specific blend like overnight. Surely you would have been like, okay, how about we toy with this? Yeah. Like, although again, they may have just been like, this ingredient's the shit. Put it with some other things, let's pump it out. I feel like there's a lot of ingredients like that, like ephedrine back in the day. People were like, yeah, throw it in a capsule and throw some kind of yellow bee on it and name it something yellow and you're good to go <laughs> that was all the ephedrine branding was for everything ephedrine i wasn't I, I wasn't around back then I, I i heard that it was the shit but i really uh, wish i had the to... yeah or if you yeah. have hcl like that was the shit they had like a lot of like little gel caps and blister packs for that it, i mean it was so pharmaceutical it was the but now i guess we've, we've matured the industry's come along and you guys have obviously rebranded again. And uh, I noticed that you did you change the logo with the rebrand or is that something more recent? So we kind of phased that in. That was something we've actually been talking about that since like for probably five years now. Um, man was always just a tough sell. And oh, it wasn't, you know, it's not like recent things that happened really that spurred that. It was always just the friction point of, women really wanting to take the brand because the flavors look compelling or they heard, heard from somebody about it. Uh, and they're like, well, I don't want to take it because it's not for women. They didn't yeah, realize that, yeah. you know, it was an acronym metabolic augmenting nutrition, but 
when you're trying to sell your product online or in a store, not everybody's going to be able to tell your brand story about how that's an acronym. They're yeah. just going to look to the next product and see what they want to buy. So recently, you know, getting into more retailers and going a little more mass, we thought it was the right move to switch to MS, which just stands for man sports. Uh, and it's, it's something we wanted to do for the new logos too, or the new labels was, you know, modernize the logo too. And it was a logo that me and my creative director have hated for years in terms of design, because it just doesn't fit anywhere. So the MS is a lot more versatile now too. Yeah. I noticed it pop up like with the protein. Yeah. And it wasn't until after I'd written the story, I was like, Oh, I'm not going to squeeze that in there. And yeah. And I was like, that is a very distinctively different logo to, you know, the M with the star. It cleans yeah. it up quite a bit. But I mean, I mean and it's, it's it, there all by itself on the label. So it's very obvious. I guess if you've yeah. been buying man for a while, it's going to stand out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's unique now. Uh, and it, it makes it easier for people to understand our brand without having to get around the point of that, you know, man sports doesn't mean it's for men only. I always, I mean, I never, I always knew it as man sports because like, didn't you used to have the definition by the logo or something? It was underneath it. Yeah. And then like we ran into trademark issues because we called ourselves man sports, but it didn't say man sports. So then we switched to man sports, which is the trademark that we own. And now we're just like, screw it all. We're going to be MS and we're going to roll with that because that makes the most sense. Uh, it's kind of a modern spin on the brand now. And it just shows kind of the evolution of the brand, I think. Yeah. I, I, I always remember just as, yeah, the augmented nutrition. But then I have had people mention when I wear a man's shirt, they'll be like, oh, cool, man sports. Like just reading it as man. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, you know, yeah, I can understand. And a lot of, a lot of your crowd, I think is, probably balanced not leaning yeah. one side more than the other i would have thought but it's like at one point it was like 65 percent women were where was our purchasing customers so you know we, we knew we had to make the change uh i think the female demographic for you know supplement users overall has increased quite a bit too so oh, yeah. sure that it was pretty obvious that it's not just a men's brand um and i think we achieved it with that without you know going too far away from uh the brand itself and you know just completely changing the name or something i think the yellow or kind of dragged you away from that look yeah like back when you had the black and red it kind of felt yeah, very or, and then yeah. you bought the yellow one and i was like damn and i remember people saying when you did rebrand they were like that's so weird it's just, yeah it's, and then now you've gone completely white and it just seems fitting like you said like a general a smooth consistent transition i guess yeah, people were really resistant with when we changed over to yellow. But I think yellow, like nobody was doing it at the time. And for us, it felt like this crazy change, but it lightened the brand up a little. And yeah. then we candy flavors. And I think, you know, this evolution of the brand now has exposed it to even more people because now the name is MS. It's cool, bright labels. It kind of captures the character, like the personality of the brand a little more. Uh, and then it speaks to our flavors a lot more with much larger flavor logos uh and, and visuals that go along with that so uh i think we yeah we captured the the essence of what we are more really focusing on the flavor uh and the yellow just did not go with anything i don't, I don't think that the isomino candy flavors would have done as well if you didn't switch to something like yellow or white 
I don't black, know if it would have. Yeah. I, I feel like they would have gone un, un, unnoticed. I think if we would have gone this route with these white labels in 2015, like we did with yellow, I think they would have done even better. Yeah, it'd be tricky. But it might have been too much of a leap. It could it have been. been too much of a stretch, and they would have been like, no, hell no. Yeah. But you know what sucks too is we do this, and like every brand comes out with white packaging, but. At least I was going to say, friend. the other thing I noticed was that I thought it was the, the funniest thing when uh, Cellucor did the Sour Batch roast. Yeah, and then somebody else just recently used Sour Batch. I can't remember who did it, but I don't, I don't think that's actually on their labels, but they said Sour Batch. And I, I, mean, I, I think I've taken it as a compliment at this point. And, you know, like we've gotten so much shade for, for doing the candy flavors, yet the companies that throw the most shade are the ones that most likely got the idea from us anyways. You know, I always connected because you had the. Was it not like the like that was one of your uh, beta series, like a batch series or something? I remember. Yeah, so like we had, well, like the one of the biggest components of our marketing back when we kind of first started was um, micro batch. That's it. Yeah, everything was made in in a thousand units or less. Yeah, uh, which we actually still try to do for a lot of stuff, and it might be multiple runs, but they're batched in units under a thousand, uh, we taste test everything before it's made still. Um, so we're still trying to use that kind of quality, but then, yeah, we just call it sour batch because it was our sour candy flavor. That's what I thought. You know? I thought it was like a, it just fit. I didn't necessarily yeah. connect it to sour so other patch until I saw the... batch. It was a little confusing because like, yeah. you know, we didn't get that because it's like a, a sour batch of product. I know there's some, some like sour batch, um, like craft beer or something like that which makes sense yeah. because you call call like, you know, a batch of alcohol, a batch, but yeah, when other supplement companies would call it sour batch, I was like, okay, well that's clearly just ripping funny. us off. But I thought it was yeah. funny because I was sort of like, I mean, again, cause I just knew batch from the micro batch. And then when they did it, I was like, it's kind of cool, I guess. It's kind of nice. It's like a nod to the. Yeah. Like when like somebody like Cellucor does that, I'm not going to get mad at it. Like <laughs> it's pretty cool. You know, I, I started off in retail selling a bunch of Cellucor too. I feel like it's gone full circle if they're even noticing the brand. So I thought that was pretty dope. You could have done it with so many other letters outside of B. Yeah, that's um, true. But they chose B. I thought it was cool. I thought yeah. it was nice because I remember Stephen commented. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was funny. It was funny. But uh, it's been a long time since since that came out. And you guys have evolved very well. You won. You also yeah. won Brandon. Yeah. I am yeah, yeah. the worst at remembering what year that was. 2017. Are you? Uh, congratulations to you. Guys. It's been a minute. It's time, to, it's time to try to get back in there. No, was it but, 17 or 16? Uh, no, was it you were awarded 17 for what you did in 2016? Probably. Yeah. Because I remember it backwards because it was inspired. It was Ghost last year, inspired before that. Redcon won twice before that. And then it would have been Man Sports. Yeah. Because My 2015, 2016 into 2017, like that's when we like blew up. Yeah, I because I, I remember that, yeah. the year prior, Steven said it was like how oh, we tried to go with um, uh, kind of rest on the products that we were doing well with and not yeah. really push too many releases or expansions or flavors. And then you he was like, oh, you know what? Let's just try and do the opposite this year. And you guys fucking smoked it. And I remember that. Yeah, it blew up then. Yeah, and like Steve never wanted to do an amino, and I just pushed super hard. I'm like, dude, we gotta do an amino. And then we did it in candy flavors. So like, 
you know, we both agreed like, okay, an amino makes sense. Candy flavors make sense. Let's do it. And then that just blew up. And then from there, like we were known as the flavor company. Yeah. So we had to yeah. just keep expanding flavors. Um, I'm pretty sure I called you the candy company to, at some point, the candy supplement company, just because yeah, like, you were the yeah. only ones who kind of, you just kept flavor. doing it. Yeah. 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 But, you know, like there's a lot of people doing authentic flavors now, which I think is cool. And I think it's starting to legitimize our industry. Um, you know, we're looking into that. We're in contact with some people about some licensed flavors. Um, yeah, I think it's cool that our, our industry has evolved to that point. Um, and, you know, like it, what's really cool to me lately is in the last couple of years, um, everything used to be super competitive and you'd view your, your you know, competing brands as, as your enemies almost. Uh, but now I feel like there's a lot more collaboration, a lot more brands that are friendly with each other, especially yeah. owners of brands and um, some of the people in the leadership positions. Uh, and like dudes like Greg Helton, who yeah. I think he just got with Rise. Um, they just did a collab with Sunny D. You know, I hit him up about that. It's pretty, pretty fucking cool that a company like Rise is doing something with Sunny D, like super iconic brand from our childhood. Um, so I, I'm really that? happy to see other people innovating yeah. doing cool stuff and you know it might not be these massive brands too no shade to them i think they're doing great i think they're they're coming up pretty good too um and i'm not saying we're the biggest brand in the world so i think that it's it's badass that it shows that a lot of our companies can do stuff like that now and it's yeah. becoming more accepted uh and you know these other big companies and massive corporations um are willing to take the time and work with brands in the supplement space. I feel like it would be, it'd be beneficial to you. Like if you said, uh, you know, I want to work with this brand. Not only can you go to them and say, look, my brand's popular. We do this, this, and this. You can then say, look, ghosted it with this brand. These guys did with this brand. Mm. We could be your avenue. So I guess it, it, it helps that you have examples, but we actually had this conversation. I, me and my wife talked about this yesterday because we were talking about the Sunny D one. Yeah. Because again, I'm not American, so I wasn't overly familiar with what. Yeah. Don't don't hate on me. I I knew that it was some sort of like juice drink. I just didn't know. It's like a unique like, orange juice. It's hard to like. I'd heard of it in like a in a movie or like a TV show, I think. Yeah. And that was my only point of reference. But I uh we were talking about this because some of these collabs just blow up, right? Soon yeah. people see them, like, share, message, everything like that. They just blow up. And some of them blow up, but not to the same extent. And I and I and I was and I, me and my wife were talking about it, trying to figure out, was it the the brand itself, was it the uh, the brand they're partnering with? And we actually came to the summary of what you mentioned in the last podcast that never existed, was yeah. that you said the one of the reasons you like you did the candy flavors was you wanted to give people on a diet or. Um, on contest prep something that felt like it could satisfy a craving yeah and I actually thought that that was one of the things that I can see consistent because a lot of these collabs get a lot of attention but mm -hmm. the ones that get the most attention are those candies those savory those sweet things that people would probably lean to yeah and and I was kind of like on your diet to yeah to otherwise yeah like if you partnered with um I don't know some weird little snack kids bar you're probably not going to get that much attention but you did a i don't know a mcdonald's authentic big mac gainer flavor that would yeah. blow the fuck up yeah and but i think there's a novelty aspect to some of them too where yeah. 
it might not be a flavor that they try all the time, but you know that first run, even if it's a limited run, let's say, yeah, it's gonna blow up. I, I thought yeah, it would be interesting to see people take that create that 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 angle that you were saying, like yeah. something that people will cheat on, like yep. Krispy Kreme or a fucking Dunkin' Donuts, because I would say I wouldn't have thought that was possible, but that's very much doable now. Yeah, with the brands that they have partnered with other companies. So, what I think the natural like evolution of this is too is not only the supplement company promoting that it's a collab flavor, but actually getting some reciprocity and having that major brand shout out that it's also in a supplement. Yeah, I, I think like that's I what seen that. Yeah. Yet. I think that's probably coming soon, especially if that brand has a large retail partner or there's some cross promotion in store. I that was one thing I didn't notice I like about Ghost uh, with a lot of their mm -hmm. big ones because they were kind of pioneering the collab thing is that you never saw it. I remember seeing it in like, they like stories or they like, but I yeah. never saw it feature on their like main page. Yeah. Like it was almost kind of like the, the, uh, the, 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 the woman they're having an affair with kind of thing. Like yeah, exactly. Like the, the side chick that they don't want to show, but you know, I think if anybody's going to do it first, it's most likely going to be Ghost. Because yeah, but I just thought it was partnerships. I thought Welch's would have done it. I feel like maybe it's it's because they're not as large as the one they're partnering with. Maybe you need to kind of come to a middle ground. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. But I know that they said that's one of the key things. Like brands that they partner with see value in it because it brings their name into the health space, and that may not yeah. necessarily be where their food was. And it kind of kind of like McDonald's partnering with the Olympics. Like surely that's not the go-to food for olympians but you put your name beside it you get the association food. yeah yeah so i was kind of like that and i think for I think a lot of these brands that are willing to entertain the idea of doing a licensed flavor for a supplement company yeah they're looking at it from the perspective of how do they reach critical mass within a brick and mortar yeah. store let's say or get in front of a new audience but let's say let's break it down like a walmart or a target or something like that if they're already in the grocery section, they might be in the coffee section, or they might be at the register as a point of purchase type, you know, impulse buy. How do they also get in the nutrition area yeah. or sporting goods? Uh, and I think this is kind of a way to reach that critical mass where they're like in like, you know, five out of 10 uh, sections of the store. Well, in the UK, you've got Mars does the... Yeah, that's their protein bar. They got the Snickers yeah. protein bar. The Emma yeah. names, they've done a pretty good job in their area of the world. But those things haven't kind of extended to the US. I think we'll see that soon. I would I have thought so, but time. you have to remember these things have been around for four or five years now. Yeah, <laughs> I would have thought it was going to happen. It, it was so slow moving, man. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But so I mean, you 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 mentioned sneakily that you're looking at doing one. We're, yeah, we're toying around with the idea. Uh, we have a lot of stuff going on though now because, you know, we have the rebrand, we have all these new products. We have a non-stim burner we're working on. We have um, Scorch Cardio Burn, which came and went. That was a limited time formula um, that sold out. Now we're looking at doing Cardio Burn caps because lo people love that sweat feel. Uh, and we had sweat compound back in the day, but it was almost too strong where like your mouth was sweating. So looking at doing cardio burn caps, uh, we have a couple new offerings, collagen greens, vegan protein for Nutritox. Um, Gut Joy is booming with that. 
Um, so there's all these different things that we're working on and, and a couple of unique formulas of things like game day. Uh, we have Brainbridge Elevate, actually, which I have right here. I've been waiting for the Brainbridge. So this is coming next week. Oh, shit. That's next week. Yeah, this is next week. An orange juice Damn. flavor, uh, <clears throat> ramped up formula. Super, super good. It's kind of double or triple as strong of, uh, as normal Brainbridge. So it's definitely like for the stim junkie, high stim person. Uh, but I think this might be one of the first. It should have been the first if this would have launched a year and a half ago like we wanted it to. Uh, with a glow-in-the-dark label. I remember you previewing that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. previewed it like Stack Pro like last year or the year before even. Like, yeah. it's just stupid. That, it took this long. But we also had it beta tested by 100 people through our beta program, which is super cool. Huh. So they got to try it out and provide feedback. Uh, and that's been happening over the last like four months now, I think. So I had BrainBridge as one of my top focused supplements for a while. And that was based on the like, just the normal one. The one I tried years ago, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I still think it holds its ground. And, and it was it one does. of the first with like an, uh, an eye health blend. And I know a couple of brands have done that since. And like, that was 100% a unique idea of ours. Uh, yeah, there's, a, there's the a lot of really, really cool aspects really to that product. It, to really do it in the sports nutrition space, like, yeah. well. Yeah. Like there were people who had done it, but you guys were like, no, 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 this is how you kind of need to do it. And then after yeah. BrainBridge, you got all these other well-dosed products or the other end of the spectrum and they were for gaming and shit like that. Yeah. There, there was a lot of people that came out with those and, and they would kind of try to flex on, on BrainBridge, but you know, we're like still like, you know, we did it three years ago and our formula is still yeah. comparable, if not better than theirs, I think. Um, and it was, it's kind of weird because, you know, like the, the, the blue light 2020 vision blend that we did was actually really cool because that was more us thinking of it from an entrepreneur or like business professional looking at a computer yeah. screen all day. And then it kind of played perfectly into gamers just staring yeah. at us all the time. Um, so yeah, that's a really cool product that we're going to do. But the, I think one of the coolest things that we're working on is the bar. So You're this doing is a bar. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So we got to send you some samples. Dude. They're insane. So we're working on a bar, hoping to launch with three flavors. We're locking down some really big retail partners right now. They're super excited about the flavors. Uh, we're just finalizing packaging and kind of the exact marketing that we want behind it. And like, you know, a lot goes into that, especially if now we're entering into like functional foods. It's not a protein bar. Um, Interesting. It's, not, it's really not like a lot of bars out there. Um, we're, we're going with more of a spin that it's a snack bar. So, so still somewhat high in protein or are we saying like, no yeah. protein like so like not right? abandoning protein. Um, but it, it's like, it's like a healthy balanced macro bar where it's not like crazy over, over sugary. It's not like a fat bomb keto bar or something. Yeah. It's not a high protein bar. That's going to be like super chewy with a horrible texture. Uh, we're trying to find like a really good middle ground and rather than calling it a meal replacement and having like a 400 calorie bar, yeah. <laughs> you know, we want to be more in 200 to 300 calories, but still have it be healthy where I think like, you know, protein bars are, they're, they're a decent little snack if you want a high protein thing, but we want something that's going to give you a little more energy too, yeah. uh, and, and more whole food base. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It, it's not so, peanut butter based, is it? There's peanut butter in it, but there's different oh, nut butters too. 
So it's going to be very unique, I think. And, you know, there's a lot of peanut butter based bars. And I think that's, you know, that's definitely where the trend is going. And this will have an element of that, but it's going to be different too. Huh. And then obviously flavor is going to be like a main driver. Oh, yeah. yeah. I tell you, you know, the one thing I'm still waiting from for man sports, and I don't know if you must know which one I'm going to say because this, you guys teased this, and I'm not sure if, I'm pretty the sure it wasn't a carbonated drink. I mean, that too. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that wasn't what I was going to say, but that too. Yeah. Was the, uh, the cheeseburger dirty bulk. Dude, I always want to do a gainer and do the cheeseburger version. Because that, that we could was do one that of the most blown up stories we had ever shared. Yeah. So we it actually just, had just, a dirty bulk formula. But maybe we will do this. Because I know like in it, internationally, like gainers still do well. Maybe we'll go back and do that. Because dirty bulk was the best name ever too. But it was. We actually and, had the... I won't, I won't say the, the trademark name of it, but we had like the chocolate milkshake and fries flavor yeah, yeah. completely done. And it was insane. It was so good. It I had a little like salt to it. It. Was, it was just genius. It was that, like, I don't know how many people would enjoy a cheeseburger or like a like flavored yeah. container, but all you'd need to do is make it taste reasonable. Yeah, and then pair it with like a normal flavor, like a chocolate mud shake or a yeah chocolate monster shake. But there were just when I saw that, I was like that, and it just blew up. People were like, "This better be fucking real." People yeah. were like, "This is insane." You just reminded me of that. Like I've forgotten of so like so many good ideas over the years. That was just dynamite because I was like, and it, it looks so real. I was like, "Is this is yeah. this kind of?" And I'm like, "Man, sports is, has come out with something." like less crazy than this, not as crazy as this but i was like this could work some of those cool. some of the april fools stuff we did we put more time into marketing that than like some like real projects that we did that were like kind of easy to do but yeah like some of those labels we did for april fools like took us like weeks to do i just thought that that was because blender bottle did that when they did the 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 galaxy cat they did a preview to galaxy cat shaker yeah. for April Fools, and then they actually made it a few months yeah. later. I was like, because you would have so many different areas to go, whether it be like, I don't know, you could just pick some kind of junk food, like a pizza or some shit like that. It just had so many. It was the, it, what actually made it work really well was the sweet and salty. Yes, salty, and I think would go well. I, I think we actually used for the carb source we we used a potato source. So you already tasted like the the fries from the potato source. You should have done like real real meat bits or something. <laughs> oh my god. We could have done like yeah, we could have done uh real whoa, potato pieces. The, <laughs> the carnivore type protein source that they used. The meat that's what I'm saying. Like, like there were so many there. there were so many legs to that idea. Yeah. That I think it was like even if you explored half of that it would have just killed it we might have I to revisit I that i don't know how many repeat customers you get <laughs> probably not a ton but we'd have to do that in like a 12 pound bag oh that was my other thing when we were talking about five and ten pounders typically yeah. now the packaging the only packaging that makes sense is a bag and the amount of damages you get from a bag from people opening them with razor blades yeah opening the box in a retail environment is out of this world 
Because when we had clean protein in a bag, it was the most frustrating thing because it was like a 15% damage rate. Damn. Yeah, it was nuts. Well, I mean, I, I got muscle tick and they have a 10 pound or is it 12 pound? Is that a tub or a bag? That's a bag. It's a yeah. beast of a bag. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, but, even if I sliced a little bit, fuck that. I ain't returning it. It's yeah, like, tape it up. You would still, you would like the powder you'd lose. Yeah, you'd still make up. Tape. Yeah. Yeah. You'd still make up for losses with the value. Yeah. But you know, t- tell, tell Steven, you need, you need to get your ass on Dirty Bolt because I just feel we'll like it would, it would be genius in this time. Even if we made it a one time run of that unique flavor in like a 10 pound bag i think it'd be dope hit up hit up mcdonald's ask him yeah. ask him if they'll do, do a, wendy's because the frosty wendy's you could do you could do the whopper for there are yeah, several if you did it with wendy's they'd actually shout it out on their social media too because they get a little weird with it on twitter yeah yeah they i mean i don't know there. yeah i feel like it's worth trying because it could be yeah that that like i said that idea was timeless and i yeah i almost forgot about the brain bridge energy drink that you yeah, i even said i text you guys when it came out is like, this real and you're like yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're thinking about it we and, actually had it fully developed and we were ready to pull the trigger and i don't remember why we didn't but we had like five flavors of it ready to go with the manufacturer uh, and I think it had to do with their line time and that they didn't do a ton of carbonated. They did alcoholic beverages typically um, in cans. And they're, the way that you carbonate it, they had to get that line up and running. And it took so long that we're uh, like, okay. scrap the project. It took like a year for them to get that line up. And we're like, nah, at this point, we're too late to the game. And, you know, everybody's doing drinks now. But um, I think it'd be oh, a little bit easier to execute yeah. now. But I know, obviously, big upfront cost and runs that you're doing with something like that so we're kind of choosing to put our eggs in the in the bar basket for now uh but there's definitely some other unique functional foods that we're working on um those are probably a year out from now the bar is something we're trying to move on a lot quicker um but we have a name you know in the process of being trademarked right now so i can't reveal that yet but pretty soon hopefully we'll be able to reveal some of that info um and the coffee creamer is actually getting rebranded and it now actually has a natural white colorant in it. That's going to oh. change your coffee to a lighter, lighter color, new formula, easier to use. And it's going to be in a more grocery appropriate packaging. Uh, and hopefully that gets it more into the grocery um, market rather than just supplements. Super yeah, yeah. about that. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So you guys got, you guys got a lot coming then. Crazy amount of stuff. And I think I can, I can probably reveal it on here because we're going to be on shelf pretty soon. But the big news for this year that we've been working very hard on for a long time now is... Like can, can I guess? Yeah. Is, I'm assuming it's partnership with a retailer? Yes. Is it a supplement retailer? No. We're is in most a, of those already. Is it a major retailer? Like, uh, It's major. Are we talking like Walmart? God yeah. damn. Wow. Yeah, so we're... It's Walmart test stores to start, but it's a whole new sports section. Um, so it's not in the typical vitamin supplement area. It's going to be in their extreme sports section, which is oh, so they're like a new take on sporting goods. Oh, okay. So they're like kind yeah. of making space for supplements. Cause I know previously it was tucked away next to the, the, the pharmaceuticals and shit. And like, yeah, and I think they're, 
they're they making had like five brands in there anyway. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of new brands that they're bringing on. Um, uh, okay. Not as many in our space, really. Kind of different niches. Um, but this is a pretty big set. We have 15 SKUs going in there, and just a handful oh, of stores to start. Uh, but then it, it scales from there. But we're we're really excited about the opportunity. Um, pumped that you know Walmart's even giving us this opportunity. Uh, it was you know a lot of work went into it, but we'll actually have uh, a unique formula of game day going in there game day sport uh which is a little more um mainstream on the down. side for most people where you know like nootropic is 60 dollars like you know it's a pretty high price point for a pre-workout so yeah uh, we, we're making some unique products for walmart specifically uh and doing a 20 serving isoprotein for them as well Oh, okay, so it's kind of like because I know a lot of the brands like Cellucor and all Six Star, they kind of have not necessarily toned down, but I guess supplements built for that price point and that market. Yep. So I guess that makes sense. Because we I, really I, don't I, want to sacrifice, you know, the effectiveness of products. It might yeah, just be yeah. a unique serving size or um, something a little bit different for them for that consumer. Uh, but most of the stuff besides game day and protein will actually be the same serving, same formula, everything the same um, at a, a pretty good price point too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. We did, you know, like the prices aren't, aren't too low. It's not going to really disrupt much with other retailers either. Uh, which yeah, I, I mean, better. I think a lot of people, if they don't, it's worth understanding that that's a different kind of market. Like if you went into yeah. like a specialist store for anything, you're going to get yeah. premium stuff. And then when you go into mainstream, you expect to get something more to the people that don't care enough to go to a specialty store. So I guess yeah. you, you have cool to actually they're testing out different price points too, where in the sporting goods section, it's not going to be super, super affordable. Yeah. It's, it's almost our normal pricing. Uh, and that's why some of the products are going to be different servings or yeah, a yeah. formula for them. Um, but yeah, it's not like when you walk into their supplement section, you can get, you know, a pre-workout for $15. That's not going to be the case, but we're super pumped about it. It's a, a whole new section of the store that they're trying. And um, yeah, I think in, in probably about two to three weeks, we'll have it on shelf. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Congratulations. That's pretty big. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome. And then we have a couple other partnerships in the works. Uh, and then hopefully, you know, the bars are something that we'd really like to be on. Uh, more of that mass scale too. That's a hard one, correct? Yeah. The only reason I say it's hard is because I've seen some bars that are like everywhere and do really well, but they taste like shit. And then like bars that don't do well taste amazing. I'm yeah. like, it's got it's got to be one of those things where like I think we're gonna bridge the gap here because we got a lot of interest. It's a hard thing to do. Big players, <laughs> and ours tastes incredible. We're gonna send you some. You see the pod potters, and I've known you guys, and I love man sports, but everyone says this tastes amazing and this will be, this will be different. Not that I'm here's saying that's one Here's what I will say. <laughs> Nobody that we've sent this to has said no yet. Yeah, but this is my other problem though, is like when, when people send stuff to like some people, like it's kind of like uh, the, the, the Rocks energy drink. I was like, did anyone tell someone that this does not taste good? But then, like, if The Rock came to me and was like, what do you think of my drink? I would probably lie to him, too. I wouldn't tell him it tastes like shit. Yeah, but who's going to lie to me and Steve? 
they don't care to, to make us happy. So they're going to give us a real answer because for years we'd be like, Hey, you want to bring the supplement in? They're like, yeah, no, I got too many of those. We send this bar. They're like, Holy shit. When can we get it? Steve, Steve can be intimidating. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, on a bad day. Phone, nobody knows what we look like. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, but, yeah, uh, at I'm, this I'm bar, to... I wouldn't be this excited about this bar because I mean, you've tried. I, I, was, I, was, I was slightly against doing a bar in favor of doing a, a carbonated beverage or a protein RTD. But this bar is that good that I'm like, holy shit, we got to do this. Well, okay. I'll take your word for it. I mean, I'm, I always take people's word for it. I'm always happy to try something. Yeah, so. Hey, and for me working in retail that long, I've tried a lot of bars. This- My issue is I've, I've tried international bars and there is a big difference between international and the US, I've noticed. And I think we've got to send you one. I'm, I'm down to try. If it's you're so safe, you're this excited, then 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 send it away. Um, yeah. Um, Take um, Steve um, after this. He's gonna tell you how good that bar is. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> we literally had like athletes come in and they're just like, "Hey, do you got anything to eat?" And we're like, "Yeah, here's a protein bar." And they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Holy I find shit. when brands come down to that 10, 12 protein gram mark, like if that's where you are, it just it makes sense because yeah, I think we're a little higher than that, but. Our biggest yeah, it, yeah. is texture. Yeah, taste to taste. Because most people say, okay, here's 20 grams of protein. Let's get it as good as we can around that mark. Yeah. Now brands are slowly realizing they're like, okay, this is what it tastes like at 20 grams. Let's see what we can do when we take this out, take this out. And then they get down to a point where they're like, okay, now it tastes good. Now we yeah, can compare it. it to a candy bar. I have the same approach to this as we had for like <laughs> isomino, like how do we make it unique? How do we improve the user experience based on what's in the marketplace right now? And it okay, was, yeah. it, so it came down to like a blend of ingredients that make sense, ingredients that you can actually pronounce, keeping it as natural as, bro- as possible, uh, making it a snack, but something that's also viewed as healthy. We didn't want yeah. to just be, you know, protein with candy all over it yeah. uh, or coated in, in chocolate and crazy sugar values. Um, but I think we've, we've like got the best of all these different worlds in one bar that like when I, when I eat it, I definitely don't think I'm eating a protein bar. Ooh, well, I'm interested to try it, of course. So yeah, we, we yeah. send it to me whenever you can. We'll get you hooked I'll, up. I will text Steven. He might be, might be pretty late for him now. He doesn't, he doesn't no, he'll be up, man. He's a night owl. Yeah, but is he an active night owl? Like I very, sometimes I text him. <laughs> At like yeah, seven at night, and then he doesn't text me back until like midday the next day. Yeah, it's or it's, be- or it's because it's a dumb question and he doesn't want to fucking answer like, it. Oh god, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks for coming on. It was great talking to you again. I'll make sure this gets online today or tomorrow. But um, that was a good one, and you guys have plenty of coming soon. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'll definitely keep me in the loop. We'll make sure we share everything. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks, man. Appreciate you having me.